Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 3, The Black Corsage. The original air date for this episode was October 2nd, 1989. It was directed by Charles Carell, and it was written by Paul B. Margolis. Uh, why don't we discuss this episode in brief? In this episode, a uh, Russian, or sorry, well, Bulgarian defector in hiding right. stumbles into... The last couple of defectors have been Russian. This one's Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah, this one's Bulgarian. Um, stumbles into a uh, plot to recover some stolen jewels by the thieves. Right. That's the best way to describe it, because it kind of gets into a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, most of it red herring-esque kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, and I don't mean red herring in the communist sense. <laughs> right. And we also introduce a couple important characters yeah. uh, in this episode. Um, so uh, we open at the car wash. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we get MacGyver's new ride, uh, mm-hmm. which will be frequent, frequently used this season along with the Jeep. Yeah. Um, it is, according to him, I don't know cars very well, but it's a 46 Chevy. Right. That used to belong to Harry. Right. Now, I don't know if this is the same truck that we see no, in, it's not. in Target Definitely MacGyver. Not. No, no. Okay. That one's like an old like Ford truck. Okay. I, f- I seem to remember it was a Ford. Yeah. I thought I looked up my notes. Uh, and as it comes out, MacGyver is, uh, cut, de- chooses, elects to detail it himself, yeah. I guess. Um, and we get a Rastafarian yeah. Chauncey. Yeah. Who's complete- Just ripping endlessly on the car, which I thought at first he like actually thought was a crappy car. Yeah. But uh, it seems like he's just he's talking it, it down because he wants it that yeah, desperately. Yeah. Now, is this Clevon Little as Chauncey? Because I was trying to figure out who this guy was. He's not on IMDb. He's not? No. Okay. And he's made up in such heavy makeup and beard and hair. Yeah. And I just can't see who it is. And uh, I was like, is that him? Like, I know he plays another character, but I was wondering if he's also playing this character. Um, I don't know. Because I just cannot tell with the accent and the hair and the beard and stuff. Yeah, I I, I thought this was just another random person. Okay. Because it just seems so weird. Yeah, because he is wearing a wig and glasses. Uh-huh. And he has, yeah, his face is all completely he's covered. He's completely obscured. Um, this isn't, I mean, it's, it's, not what it, it's not what it sounds like. I just don't know. I can't tell. But he's ripping on the car, and he's trying to get like three hundred and fifty dollars for it. Yeah, and then which, uh, which is like even in the even in the eighties, almost like that was 90s, a joke. Yeah, the cars were more than that. Um, and then a girl walks by, and it's like, "Cool car," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, maybe maybe this is a much better car than I gave it credit." Yeah, and we never see this character again. Nope, he's totally gone. <laughs> but apparently, MacGyver frequents this car wash enough that to the guy know knows Chauncey. his name and knows him well. Uh. Meanwhile, a Bulgarian woman is walking a dog. Named Frog. Yeah, the dog is Frog. The woman is Sophia. Right. The first. Um, the first Sophia that we've had on the show. Yeah. No, not Sophia the third. Right. No, you, you, you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know who Sophia the third is. No. I know who the first one is. Okay. So, Sophia, my, I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> so, Sophia the first is a delightful animated character for kids sophia the third is a tank 
from the Blaster Master game series. <laughs> so they're probably related. Yeah, I I always think about that. I always think it's like a fun connection. Like, how did that happen? What what happened with Sophia the Second that all of a sudden Sophia the Third is a gigantic car that has cannons and can fly? Well, I, I'm guessing that they're going to do a crossover with Sophia and like some sort of cars show. Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Anyway, <laughs> at the same time, three men, uh, Deegan, Reynolds, and March, are uh, meeting outside of a. They call it a fun park, but right. I, I, I guess it's not like a theme park. It's just a place that has rides. Yeah, according to uh, rdanderson.com, this was shot at the Plaza of Nations, which was the site of the 1986 World's Fair. Huh. But apparently the whole thing has been destroyed since then. Yeah. So. That's what happens. So don't go looking for it. These World's Fair locations and uh, Olympics locations... Very few of them pan out to ever be anything, ever. Yeah, they're usually ghost towns. Mm-hmm. I mean, things, exceptions are things like the Space Needle, obviously the L.A. Coliseum. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Eiffel Tower is still around. Yeah. It's been destroyed a lot of times in movies, though. Yeah. Or the, those two towers from Men in Black. Mm-hmm. The UFO towers. Yeah, those two towers. <laughs> About the other two towers in Men in Black. The UFO towers. Yeah. Is there another two towers? <laughs> that I'm forgetting. Anyway, um, so uh, she's walking Frog Dog, mm-hmm. and these three guys meet, and one of them is just reading a letter aloud. Yeah, and they're all we all know for what, our sake. Yeah, it's like we all know what the letter says. Yeah, but for for the, our listeners' sake, who who don't watch the show, like how many people are listening to this and didn't watch the episode, and uh, are just listening to our commentary? Probably not very many. I I, I would say like. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. I would really say twenty percent. People who don't want to watch the show. Well, definitely after July first. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. going to go out and buy these DVDs. Um, these three guys are talking about how they got a letter that said, "I'm mailing each of you part of a map," mm-hmm. and it's like a Curly's Gold situation. Right. I mean, it's actually kind of a smart decision because if he sent just if he sent them all the map, they would all go after it themselves. Yeah. Th- this was like. Y'all have to get together as a team. And murder each other. Well, I think the, I think because they stole it as a team that they would have to recover it as a team. Yeah. Because the fourth member of their gang uh, died in prison. Right. Just after he sent out the map. Yeah. So So each of them holds up their part of the map to indicate that they they brought they it with it. them. It's, it's, and it's on a piece of plastic, clear plastic. Yeah, it's a transparency, transparency. yeah. And so you have to line them all And they each are up. different colors? Or um, are they all the same color? Um, I think they all have multiple colors on them. Oh, okay. And it's just you just have to combine them. Yeah, when that's you, a lot of work to do. You too, layer them over each other, then you get the map to twenty feet away where the. Yeah. <laughs> well, they knew enough to go. Spoiler to the, alert. They knew enough to go to the park. Yeah. They knew the map was going to be of the amusement park. Yeah. Uh, so they they were there in anticipation. Surprisingly close to where they started. Yeah. Um, really close, in fact. <laughs> this whole opening moment with them takes place right there yeah uh and of course frog the dog runs away for x reasons i think another job yeah. another dog ran by yeah and so that and so, so the park is closed mm-hmm. so she, they're not supposed to be able to get in through the gate but since frog dog comes in sophia's trying to force her way in yeah yeah and uh meanwhile a fight has already broken out and these three guys are shooting at each other to try and steal pieces right. of the map yeah uh Basically, Two of them seem to have teamed up against the third guy. Yeah, Reynolds is the the outcast. So Deegan and March are the one 
are the ones who want the remaining piece of the map that right. they, they need. And Deegan is played by Ryan Michael, who will come back as Ray Rigel in The Visitor, which mm-hmm. is the UFO episode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He plays the alien. Really? Quote, unquote. Oh, okay. God, I can't wait to see this episode. I know nothing about it. <laughs> I, this episode is totally unfamiliar to me. Um, but if you know anything about space, Rigel was a clue that he was an alien. Right. Quote, unquote. Because of Farscape. <laughs> exactly. Not because of the actual... That's not because of the star. The actual star, Rigel. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Reynolds is shot and right. trying to get away, and he stumbles into Sophia, and... Well, first he goes through the carousel to try and get away from Yeah, her. yeah. He, like, he uses it as a, as a means to kind of hide himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, but he stumbles into Sophia, plants the map piece on her, and then continues to run. Yeah. Uh, it's your classic inner space, like, yeah. oh, I don't know where, where it went. Um, I feel like we've done that on this show, even. Where, oh, you know what? Uh, it happened in Out in the Cold. Oh, when, yeah, when the, the ski pole. got the film strip in the ski pole. Uh, that's a good, good, good memory. Yeah. Uh, so now they're shooting at her because they figure... She's in on it. Yeah. Uh, so she runs off, and she calls into the Phoenix Foundation, and she says her name is Codename Dolphin. Right. Uh, she is the early release of the GameCube. Right. <laughs> That's right, Codename Dolphin. Uh, uh, but before she can get connected, she and she also calls Double Red, which means, I guess, like... I'm in trouble, and listen trouble. for me to call for a safe pickup. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes to Pete's red phone. Yeah. Like he goes, it goes to the red phone. Um, and uh, Pete's on the other line trying to call for Dolphin, but uh, they open fire on her in the phone booth. And, and she just takes off running. Yeah. And then uh, Deegan gets to the phone and picks it up and basically says, oh, this is this is uh, Lieutenant, what does he say? Murphy uh, or something well, like that? Yeah, he says his name's Murphy, and I don't know if he's actually a police officer. I don't think he is. I think he's just banking on there being an Irish cop in this area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because that's true everywhere. <laughs> cause, yeah, because he goes to the phone booth next door. Right, uh, and he to, says, I, I need a trace on a phone call. There, we have a crime in progress. Yeah. Tell me who this person just called, and then he gives the phone number for the, the, the next Phoenix. phone over. Yeah. And so... Uh, uh, Deegan uh, and March also find her purse, which she left at the scene. Right. So they seem to already have enough that, that going which on. Which is weird because she's a part of the the Phoenix relocation program. Mm-hmm. But she has a Phoenix Foundation badge? Yeah. Like, that just seems so counterintuitive. Well, I think, she, would... I think she still works there. I think that, she has oh, a, does she? I think she has a new identity, but she works for the She foundation. works at the same place? Yeah, I think so. That seems like a weird choice. Why couldn't they get uh, the eraser a job at the Phoenix Foundation erasing Cause he, cause people? Because <laughs> he delete let's the... let the murderer do what he wants to for a living, not what he's really good at, and yeah. what we could force him to do. They could just blackmail him into killing people for them forever. Yeah, because he's so good at it. He's getting old. You, you thought Papa Chuck had long arms? <laughs> Try and get away from the Phoenix Foundation. We're everywhere. <laughs> it's. <laughs> The Phoenix Foundation turns into quantum. Yeah. <laughs> They're just using all these assassin puppets. Murdoch works for them. Yeah. It turns out the hit is a is a subsection of Phoenix Foundation. 
Oh, we'll get into that. Well, we've touched on Hit a little bit before. They're the people that hired the guy in, in Silent World. Mm-hmm, yeah. Jeffrey Lewis. So uh, the police, like, we kind of cut, like, forward in time. We're at the same location, but now right. it's, like, time has progressed, and the police are there investigating. Uh, Max shows up, and Pete kind of gives them the, the whole information. Dolphin called in. There's been a shooting. We don't know where she is. Uh, and they can't talk to the police because it could expose Yeah, the... he tells he tells MacGyver, Dolphin went double red. Which means... Yeah. She's gone. Yeah, she's in the wind until until she can make contact and someone can come get her. Yeah. So uh, MacGyver decides to head to Sophie's apartment to check on to see if anyone's been there or she's been there. And Pete says he's going to check with the DSX. Yeah. It uh, almost sounds like he says DS6 this time. But I, he says DSX in he, the subtitles. Yeah, it says DSX. But it's still not correct. Yes. Yeah, he's been saying it wrong since... Well, he sometimes says it correct. It's just I think it's just the script. He, I th- he says DXS most of the time. They worked for DXS in the pilot uh, and through the first season. Mm-hmm. They talk about DXS in Friends in the second season. And then they even mention DXS in Lost Love at the beginning of season three. Yeah. But then somewhere, I think it was when he was working... Uh, with that, the ambassador, when they were saving the ambassador on, that was kept in the train, mm-hmm. that that was when he started calling it DSX. DSX. He yeah. started switching it. Which episode was early retirement? Yeah, it was early retirement. And now he's still calling it DSX, and it's probably just going to stay that way for the rest of the show. I think ugh, they should have stopped saying it. Yeah. But they won't. So, I wonder if it's just Dana mixing it up, or if it's just like the show Bible has a typo in it. Yeah, that's it. I, Cause, but you think, as the characters and the actors, you've mm-hmm. said it enough to know which way is correct. Yeah. Because it stands for something. Yeah. Department of External Security. Now it's Department of Security External. Yeah. That doesn't or make Services sense. External. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, at the apartment, Frog is sitting outside. Right. Uh, Wanting to get in, and apparently could have just gotten in because he just pushes the door open anyway. But he was waiting for someone to find him first. Yeah. Um, MacGyver follows him into the house. Yeah. So MacGyver shows up and he sees the dog outside the house, and then, like you said, the dog just pushes the door open and they both go inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bad guys also uh, have gotten the dog's collar, which has the address on it. Right. So, uh, so it seems like they have too much information now. Yeah. Like they know where she works. They got her badge. They know who she calls. They know where she lives. It seems like they they'd have a pretty easy time tracking her down. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, March can't find anything in the apartment. Uh, uh, but Deegan like found her ID or Phoenix ID in her purse. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix, uh, the, one of the Phoenix branches, it looks like, and it looks like the one from kill zone, like the, like the external warehouses. Right. Yeah. Like Sophia just happens to walk past one, but she sees Deegan and March. Yeah. She sees them the actually going into the company. Like they're actually checking at Phoenix foundation to see if they can find her. Yeah. Which seems like an unnecessary risk. Yeah. Cause, Cause if she'd gotten there first, she'd be like, yep, those are the guys. Yeah. Arrest she, them. Yeah. All she has to do is, what are they going to, they're going to shoot her, shoot out right there. Yeah. Uh, they need her. Uh, but I guess she's just scared. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so she tries to pretend to just be someone on the street and walk away. Yeah. And, but a car honks at her because, uh, she's she, standing uh, in, in the, middle the street. Of the road. Um, but as Mac is searching the apartment, he can't find anything, 
but then all of a sudden an unknown man grabs him and throws him up against the wall and puts a gun Handcuffs to his back. Him. And then uh, that's where we cut to commercial because yeah. it's dramatic. Yeah. And when we come back, we see uh, the man tell, telling MacGyver to turn around saying, turn around, Deegan. Yeah. And so as if you couldn't tell who it was by that hair. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, he turns around, and the gentleman goes, MacGyver? And MacGyver goes, Frank Colton? Yeah. As if we have met before. Right. But we haven't. <laughs> no. But he knows Jesse Colton, who they had the run-in uh, in Ma Dalton. He, yeah. He joined forces with Jesse Colton. And uh, apparently Jesse Colton was supposed to be in this, and then a last-minute conflict mm-hmm. prevented him from being in this episode, and so Cleavon Little came in to play his brother. Yeah. It's... A little weird that they just assume that they've met before. Right. Like, I thought, when I was watching these, I'm like, did I miss an episode? <laughs> I, I, I was, like, going back and reading off all the episode names, making sure that I didn't accidentally skip over one while I was watching. I didn't do that, because I just assumed it was a situation where, oh, well, he knows Jesse, so maybe he's met Jesse's brother somewhere along the lines. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that it was, I think they could have had just, to use this opportunity for an introduction. Yeah. You know, he says, I'm not Deacon. And, like, he says, uh, oh, yeah, you're not. I, rec- I recognize, I know what Deacon looks like. You don't look like him. Yeah. Um, and that's when he says he's Frank Colton. He's like, Frank Colton? You related to Jesse Colton? Yeah, yeah. I just wrote the whole introduction right there. There you go. Um, they could have had that conversation instead of the conversation about him being allergic to dogs and, and then, sneezing. And w- because they were running along on time, they were like, how about he just says, hey, Frank Colton? <laughs> and then they know each other. But Cleavon Little, of course, played the sheriff in uh, Blazing Saddles, Bart. Yeah. Um, he also plays a character called Calculus Entropy in Fletch Lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he actually passed away in 1992, which is only three years after this episode. Right, because I think after the episode, the Coltons, they were trying to set up some kind of show. Yeah. I really feel like the Coltons episode was a setup. For oh, it, temp- it was. It was a pilot for yeah. um, a different series. And, uh, you know, his, his, his passing... Obviously. I, I think he passed like a year after the show had been shot down. Mm. But um, the the pilot's good. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. But. So uh, Colton and Mac have a conversation. Uh, they have a talk, but don't talk about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like they, they both have information that the others need, but they don't know each other's true intentions for, or the end game. Yeah. Because... Clavon, as Frank Colton, is trying to get the black corsage, and MacGyver just wants the girl. Right. And and he just followed the bad guys to that house. Mm-hmm. But he didn't arrest them when they were at the house. For some He reason. just followed them there and then arrested a guy who came later. Yeah. And so, as MacGyver says, well, I'm not telling you anything, and he starts leaving, like, he's like, all right, then I guess I won't tell you about the map. And MacGyver drives away, slams on the brakes. Pops it into reverse and comes back. I love that bit. Yeah. Uh, and so they decide to stick together for now. Um, March, in the meantime, has hijacked a phone switching station. We're kind of back to tapping into phone broadcast lines. Yeah, like from Easy Target. And uh, he's just put in like some kind of intercept device so that next time someone calls the Phoenix hotline, uh, They'll get the call will get routed to them as well. This is a very valuable bug in the criminal underworld to have yeah. a, a, an ear on every single Phoenix Foundation phone call. Well, and not just that, but the most important calls. Yeah. The ones that are coming to the red phone. 
If it's that easy to tap that phone line, that's yeah. a big problem. That should be the most secure line in the building. Yeah, and it should be like encrypted, and on the other end, need to be decrypted. Yeah, you know, at 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 speed, so yeah. you just can't. You just get scrambled. Uh, that's how it should be. So Deegan, uh, in Sophia's purse, found a picture of her and MacGyver together outside of MacGyver's houseboat. Yeah. So he's already found the boat somehow, houseboat somehow. Well, I'm sure he was just like, okay, docks on the bay. Yeah. Find this house. Yeah. Uh, but uh, MacGyver's not there, so he's just going to stake it out. Meanwhile, uh, Mac and Colton get back to the Phoenix branch where Sophia works, and the security guard is just like, oh, yeah, a couple of suspicious guys were asking about it, about her too. I didn't report it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? The woman who's missing? You, you, the, the the person who's double red? Somebody yeah. came to ask about her? Yeah, and you didn't say anything. That guard is fired. Uh, so. Good luck firing me. I'm Pete's son. <laughs> it's okay. the third appearance Pete. of Michael Thornton. Uh, weren't you in prison? Uh, I got out. <laughs> that's why I can only get this job. Bad behavior. Um, so, uh, Colton comes clean about the black corsage, which is the end goal, of course, of Deacon and Marsh to get. Which is a piece of jewelry from Cleopatra's personal collection. Yeah. Uh, and is evidently worth enough to buy a small African nation. Yeah, it's, it's got 3,000 diamonds. Or you could say they're Cleo's Rocks. Oh. oh. So there are two episodes that are Cleo Rocks. Yep. Because these are Cleo Rocks. Yeah. I made it. I Interesting. Did it. It's also got a gigantic black pearl. If that's yeah. any any consolation, if the 3,000 diamonds aren't enough. Yeah. Um, apparently, Colton's take on this is $90,000. Yeah. Which, if, you're, if your take is 10%, a that, small African nation could probably go for $900,000. Right? <laughs> even if, like, Not even a million. Maybe yeah. Togo or something. Yeah, but it's like, even <laughs> if your take was 1%, that's only $9 million. Yeah. It's like, these things, like, they must be worth at least a couple hundred million. Yeah. Um, why are you only taking 90000 I would ask for a hundred grand. Yeah. Even, and then even MacGyver's pretending like he's taking too much. It's like, yeah. no, that's not a lot of money. That's a paltry sum. Yeah. Not 100 grand, 500 grand. I want money. Dang, that's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so. Is that the In Living Color sketch? What? Good lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> no. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Chris Rock. And he would, like, he would he would take his grandson to, like, the fair. And he'd be like, how much is that popcorn? It's a nickel, dad. Good lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Sophia has made it to a train station, which is good. She went to a public place. That's what you do. Um, and she sees a payphone. And again, instead of calling the police, she should be calling the police. Yeah. She doesn't have to tell them that she's a defector. Yeah. Just tell her that two men are after me. Yeah. They shot at me at the park. And they would probably have given you the advice of staying where you are in a very public space instead of go to a tiny diner down yeah. the street. Where you could get intercepted along the way and we would lose track of you. Exactly. Yeah, so she calls into Pete and uh, while, while she's looking for change, she discovers the map piece on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she tells Pete where she is and she thinks she knows what the men are after. Yeah. And meanwhile, March is listening to this all in his intercept device. And this is where Pete tells her to go to the diner. Yeah. But that an old friend will come and get her. Yeah. 
So that's smart. It's and, smart, but he doesn't say someone you'll know. He just says an old friend. Yeah. So it's like, what if someone shows up and says, hey, I'm an old friend. And then yeah, she might like, be like, okay, that's the code word. That's the code word. I need word. to go with this guy. And sh- he should have said, someone you know is yeah. going to come get you. Someone you know, wink. Yeah. Because you can't see me wink. I'm on the phone. Right. Uh, so, but before Sophia leaves, I think she feels that she's walking into trouble. Or that... Yeah. This could go wrong because so she she and she finds that transparency in her pocket before she makes the phone call, right? Right, when she's looking for change. Yeah. Um, and so she hides it. There's like a cardboard cutout of the Statue of Liberty, which I guess is like like offering a train ride to the Statue of Liberty, like to New York. That's not clear. I guess it. Yeah, L.A. to New York train. <laughs> That's not easy to do. By That's the way, it's a long ride. There 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 are no direct lines. You have to keep changing trains a lot. Yeah. Uh, I tried to plan that out. Like, oh, I want yeah? to plan, I'll take an adventure across the country on a train. It's oh, like, that would be nice, actually. It's like, oh, God, you have to get off like 17 times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird. Also, side note, I read a really interesting article about a girl who's doing a, her, her like thesis on being homeless on a train. Yeah. Where it's cheaper to live on a train year-round than to pay rent for an apartment. As long as you just travel, live super light. And you have to get, like, passes for trains and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. yeah. So, But you have access to showers, running water, toilets, bathroom, food. Huh. You need to pay for the food, but, I mean, you have access to it all. Yeah. And as long as you just keep a change of clothes or laundry and services. you can get off the train and get cheap food if yeah. the train food is too expensive. And and there are laundry services on the trains, and it's just like, yeah, you just live on the damn train. Huh. That's crazy. <laughs> um yeah, she says. You said that's a documentary, or um, it's a. She was writing a paper about it. Oh, okay. And she says like she's she's managing to live on a train for three hundred and eighty dollars a month. Yeah, but what job do you keep if you're on a train? Um, writing articles. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's really it's really interesting though. Yeah. That you just get on a train and live there, sleep on it. Yeah, it makes sense. Hobos did it for millennia. That's not true. <laughs> 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 Trades about that old. <laughs> I just, I'm just like picturing like the days of like Roman like carrying yeah. like the Rick not, not the rickshaw like the Roman like where they had like the the things carrying the emperor and stuff. But there's like homeless there's people on the back. <laughs> underneath. <laughs> there's a bunch of people carrying an empty one for some reason. Ah, uh, gosh. He just throws his bindle in. <laughs> Bindle. That's the best word ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, Sophia hides the map piece in the cardboard cutout of the Statue of Liberty. In the torch. In the torch. Um, and uh, meanwhile, uh, this is where MacGyver is kind of like searching other locations where uh, he might find Sophia. Yeah. And this is pretty interesting because... Mac now has regularly has a cell phone. Right. And I think that that... that changes open, the show. It changes the show a lot. The fact that Pete can call him anywhere and give him new information. Yeah. Um, so Pete's able to tell him immediately where Sophia is, that she's waiting for him, and uh, to get over there. I mean... And so him and, and uh, Frank both head over there. Correct. But Deegan gets there first because, of course... Intercepting the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sophia immediately recognizes him and ducks down in her well, booth. Well, he said someone I knew was going to come get me. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize this bad guy. Uh, and so she hides, and luckily Deegan doesn't walk far enough in the restaurant to see her 
or to get a better vantage point. Yeah. Like, you'd want to sit in that booth where she is yeah. so you can see the whole restaurant. Um, but instead, he see, he sits one row in front of her. Right. Um, I would have just continued to wait for MacGyver. Yeah. What's going to happen? He's going to shoot everybody in this restaurant? And also, MacGyver doesn't know what this guy looks like. Yeah, because he runs right into him. Yeah. Uh, because when uh, Deegan sees that she's not coming... Uh, he gives up and leaves, yeah, and he then just, he crashes into MacGyver on his way in. Yeah, and MacGyver kind of goes, oh, sorry. Was, uh, and on the way in, MacGyver basically told Frank to go around the back. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, First he told him to stay. Yeah, like with the dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, because Maria... Uh, sorry, Sophia has uh, slipped out the back and tore her dress... Which yeah, I don't like know what the caught pro- on a nail in the door frame. Yeah, that seems really weird. Yeah, I don't even really. But it's the only way that they could possibly know that she was there at one point. But they she don't know what she's wearing. Well, I think somebody says she tells Pete that she's in like a floral dress or something because I don't remember. I thought Pete told MacGyver that she would be there in a flower print dress or something mm. like that. But there's also one like half of Addie's dresses are flower print dresses. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's a pretty common print for dresses. But they um, find it and they assume that it's from her, mostly because Frog Dog is sniffing it. And yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, if he's interested in it, then. I can't remember what flower company it was that they found out, like, during, like, the, the, you know, the, the Great Depression, that mothers were using the cloth from flower bags to make clothes for the children. Oh, right. So and the so flower started, company started yeah. putting, like, flower prints and yeah. different patterns on their flower. Wasn't that part of, like, how the Hawaiian shirt came about? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I just remember that, that that's a really touching story. Yeah, yeah. That that flower company was like, well, let's make it look good for them. Then. Yeah, if people are making dresses out of these. I think that's, that is something to do with how flower, like the flower print Hawaiian mm. clothes started was because people were just like wearing like bags from a product and then they decided to make it look like flowers. Yeah. So just br- nowadays they would just brand it like... Yeah. Like, you just have the brand name all over it. Yeah, they're just wearing C&H everything. <laughs> uh, so MacGyver asks the waitress if she if he's seen the seen her. And the waitress is like, yeah, and she didn't pay for her coffee. Yeah. Which in the 80s, like, what? Like 89 cents maybe yeah. for a cup of coffee? Jeez, 89 lady. cents is a lot, I think. I don't think it was even that much. Uh, and uh, so Mac heads out the back and Colton meets him around the back, too. Because he was tired of waiting with the dog. Yeah. So they find the piece of dress. And I guess, like, also the thing is with the dog, the dog smells the piece of dress and is able to track where Sophia went. Yeah. Frog Dog's very talented. Um, so Mac and Colton chase after the dog. And Deegan and March chase after Mac and Colton. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's Sophia running, the dog chasing Sophia, Mac and Colton chasing the dog... And Deegan and Marge chasing Mac and Colton. And everybody goes back to the plaza? <laughs> um, well, they, they hide in a fishery first. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, because uh, there's some horrible, horrible scene coming up. Yeah. Uh, she's basically hiding behind... Some boxes. Yeah. And then the dog comes up and she's excited to see the dog. Right. But then the next people in line, <laughs> MacGyver and Colton, Colton show up, but Colton gets there first. Yeah. And so she pulls a fish scaling knife on it yeah which are sharp knives yeah um and then that's when like macgyver says oh it's us it's okay we're it's friends. okay he's a friend he's a friend 
But then Deacon and Marsh show up too. Yeah. And these aren't friends. These, these aren't, aren't friends. friends. Uh, and uh, so they are the only ones with guns because MacGyver kept telling Colton not to bring guns. Yep. So and, they tie up MacGyver and Colton and put them on a conveyor belt to a fish grinder. Yeah. And of course, Deacon says, "Oh, I'll let them go as long as you take me to the map." Yeah. Um. Very reminiscent of Holy Rose. It's yeah. Like, oh, if I give you what you want, you'll let them go and. That'll be everything. That'll be and that. You, even though you have no motivation to once I've given you what you yeah. want. So as they leave, they're of like, course, oh, she has all to learn about this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Deegan starts up the machine, which I guess is just always on if you give it power. Yeah. Because uh, he just flips up a circuit breaker yeah. and it's on. Now comes just this terrible scene. Of them trying to convince the dog to bring them objects that clearly yeah. the dog would not know identify. Yeah. Like, bring me the hose, frog. Like, yeah. Oh, he's over here. He's got a knife. Frog, bring me the knife. And then the dog just comes over and hits a lever. And yeah, pushes a, pushes a dog height lever. Yeah. And and they slide into a pit of uncut fish. Which I, I also think they could have just sat up and gotten out of the treadmill the whole yeah. time. Yeah, they could have just sat up. <laughs> <laughs> um I, okay you know i'll give it to him they were in a situation the writers didn't know how to get him out yeah uh and that happened yeah. so so they fall into a bunch of fish and then uh macgyver starts using like a like sheephead head. jaw yeah. to like cut through because they have like razors for teeth right um and of course this whole this a lot of the times like Frank Colton is complaining about things like he hates fish. Yeah. So, of course, like, this is, like, the I hate snakes scenario where he's just in a pile of fish. Yeah. And they're going to stink for days. Uh, but Frog Dog is pretty talented. Yeah. This dog does a really good job. And he does a good job in future appearances, too, because, spoiler alert, this is not Frog Dog's last episode. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me a lot of that scene from The Mask. Mm-hmm. Where he's like trying to coach Milo into bringing him something. He's like, "Give me the keys, not the cheese, not the cheese, the keys." Uh, did you see Road to El Dorado? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing, where they're they're trying to talk to the horse to get him out of their cells. Like, I need you to get me a pry bar. And Kevin Klein's like, he doesn't know what a pry bar is. He's always he's, like, he's a smart horse. He'll figure it out. Get us a pry bar. Use a pry bar. Then all of a sudden, a set of keys fall down. It's like, well, it's not a pry bar. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a fun movie. Uh, so yeah, so there. Oh, we also didn't mention that uh, that Colton got shot. Oh yeah. I think we I think we got, we glossed over that real quick. They were gonna shoot the dog because it was growling and biting a march. And Colton tried to step in, and then they just shot him. Not that he took a bullet for the dog, yeah. But his aggressive approach prompted them to shoot Colton. Yeah. So he's got a bullet wound. Uh, so uh, they chase them back to the amusement park. Right. Well, first she takes them to the torch to get the part of the map. Right. And then they go back to the amusement park. Um, and which may or may not be the the amusement park from the background of. Uh, a brainwashed, maybe? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think it is the same place. It could be. Um, it's just like that episode took place more in the winter. Yeah, and, and at night. Yeah, so, so it, it looks just different. wasn't open. Uh, and so as they're piecing the map together, turns out it was really unnecessary because before they even look at the map and figure out where they need to go, 
Deacon just goes, oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're just in the sees car- it right there on the carousel. Yeah, they're they're on a form of Cleopatra. Right. Um, in the carousel. Which is dumb because, okay, if you have a priceless, like, millennial-year-old artifact, don't put it somewhere that's not going to last, like, ten years. Yeah. Like a carousel that could just get junked and no one would ever see this again. Yeah. This should go in, like... In a monument or in like a library, like an old, old library or a university, something that's going to be around for a century, not something that's going to be disassembled yeah. like later this year, maybe. Yeah, you know where I would hide it? Where's that? In the Declaration of Independence. What? <laughs> that would work. That would totally work. Uh, did you see my pitch for National Treasure 3? I, I did, but I don't remember it. That, that he should have to open a door using the lightning key from Benjamin Franklin's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll happen, and then I'll be, Very I'll be rich <laughs> from suing them. Because uh, it aired on this podcast. Yep. Postmarked. Copyright 2016. So uh, Deegan and March realize where it is, so March goes to get it, and now Deegan is betraying March. Right. Because why Why not? Yeah. I don't know why he just I don't know why March him. didn't expect this from the beginning. Yeah. They, you already killed one of your friends. Um, so at this point, uh, like MacGyver and Colton have already kind of snuck in behind them Yeah. and they just start up the carousel. Yeah. This gives March a chance to try to run for cover, but Frank just punches him. Yeah. And so he's down for the count. Um, MacGyver takes the corsage because they need to get away because Deegan still has the girl and, uh, so, MacGyver runs off with the jewels to lure Deegan away. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't, like, Colton, Colton kind of vanishes. Yeah. Because he just punches March, and that's, like, the last you see of him. Yeah, of either of them. Yeah. Um, Sophia just runs away with the dog and takes cover. Uh, and so Max is just, like, running around this amusement park. Uh, and, again, I didn't really care for this whole section here. Yeah. It seems like he took an awful lot to set up this huge trap of dropping an awning onto Deegan. Yeah. By getting him to come into this room, he had to plug in this, like, arcade shooting machine that spun the thing around and pulled the strap clothes. Just just hide and pull the strap clothes yeah. yourself. Why did you have to make this, like, so complicated? Way, way too complicated. But it works. Yep. The guy leans yep. in yep. far enough that when he turns the thing on, then it knocks the post out, and then the whole thing comes down on it. Yep. And, and he drops the gun into the booth or something. Yeah, and so uh, and then Colton comes in and cuffs him. Right. And, that, and that's that's the end of the episode, really. I mean, the, the Act 5 is, is just, okay, well, you're getting relocated again. Yeah, and you can't take the dog? Yeah. She can't, why can't she take the dog with her? people will recognize a Bulgarian girl walking around with a dog named Frog. I guess. Maybe they could change the frog Frog's name to something. Toad. Something. Yeah, there you go. Toad. <laughs> something that's not at all like Frog. Uh, yeah. But she's like, oh, yeah, no, I've done this before. Remember last time I, I gave up uh, all my other dogs. So <laughs> go ahead and take my dog again. And she's like, don't worry. They're going to take good care of you, even though they haven't told me what they're going to do with you yet. Yep. And then MacGyver and Peter both like, well... I don't know. Take it to a pound, maybe. <laughs> they said they're going to give you to children in Asia. Yeah. No, no. I said youth in Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> if 
but uh and they they basically guilt Colton into taking the dog. Yeah. Uh Pete and Mac kind of run a, a little bit of a, a con. Yeah. Of like, I don't want the dog. No, I don't want a dog. Look at it. It's ugly. It drools. And and Colton is just like, "Hey, frog, do you want to come with me? Come on, boy." And the dog's just not responding to it. Yeah. And Mac's all, "You got to be yourself, Frank." He's like, "All right, you ugly excuse for a mutt. Get the heck over there and get in the car." And then he does exactly what he says. Yeah. And it's funny because I, like they keep that continuity. Like that's how he always talks to the dog. He and he keeps the dog for. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all. It's all a really good setup. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, and this episode's okay. I got a lot of issues with it. Um, I think there, there's two really bad scenes, and the fish market. The scene. fish market scene and this boom dropping the awning on him. Yeah. Uh, I think he had two plots going here, and I don't know why one was necessary. Why she needed to be a Russian defector. Yeah. Could I have was, just been a girl that he knew. Yeah. Daughter of a Phoenix Foundation agent. Yeah. That, it, or like Pete's daughter. That we didn't know about right. yet. It, it seemed like it, you made it overly complicated to, to, to make her a defector and try to lure in like this concept that maybe they're communists and they're after her. They're yeah. coming when back. you never think that, not from the beginning of like you know exactly why they're there yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah, they're there for this heist. They're not there. They're not talking about getting a defector or traitors yeah. or anything like that. They're there for. And they the obviously money. don't know what Phoenix Foundation is, or they wouldn't have gone there trying to kidnap her. Yeah. So. I think that they, they they had two different ideas for episodes, and they just said, let's combine them. Yeah. Because neither one of them is interesting on its own. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they had the Coltons in mind this whole time. I don't think so, because this was supposed to be Jesse. Yeah, but the dog. Unless what they about just said, the dog? Well, they just decided when they bring him back, they'll bring the dog back, too, as a joke. No, because Frank back. took the dog. All right. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I don't think the dog was a setup for the Colton's pilot. No, I, no, I'm not saying that. I just think it's weird that that. They I agree said, that it's weird, but I I think that uh, that what I do like about this episode is that it brings a second Colton into the mix, mm-hmm. so that it really sets up the series of the Coltons well. Yeah. And I still wish that that show had been picked up because the pilot's actually really funny. But mm-hmm. we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. Um, but the fact that. Now we have three faces. One of them is a dog's face <laughs> to put to the put to that series already mm-hmm. is fun. And, and there will be a fourth and fifth. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, eh, I don't know. I think for the third episode after that Holy Rose, yeah, like it's like you're on such a high. This this felt like a little bit of a dip. Yeah. In, in quality, uh, from the, the those two openers. Yeah. Uh, and but next next week is kind of a dip too. I like it. I like it better than this one. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's interesting stuff in next week. All right, but I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com/slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be covering season five, episode four, Ceasefire. Yeah. So you have that to look forward to or not, depending on how you feel about that episode. (laughs) And thank you for listening. Thank you.